You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. That's Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. Yes, you sir. ready for this? You know I'm ready for this. It's football talk, baby. Oh, I was yes. born for football talk. Football talk, baby. Yes. Love it. I almost thought you were going to say Lincoln Bio as a habit. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, man, so we had super wild card weekend, and boy, was it super and was it wild. It was crazy. It was nuts. So let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. So super wild card weekend was exactly that from the NFL. It completely dominated the weekend as there were games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. The NFL keeps quietly, extending its reach on days of the week, continues to take strongholds. They are smart not to creep on Saturdays during the college football season, though. But don't be surprised if they consider adding Friday at some point down the road to gauge viewer interest. And if the league may be willing to give up Thursdays for Fridays, the players might even be on board to get the extra day instead of having a such such a short turnaround from Sunday to Thursday. But at the very least, to have a game on Thursday, then Friday, off on Saturday, and then control Sunday, Monday, would not be entirely shocking by the league. Cooper, am I crazy? Or is the NFL possibly even thinking about this? You're crazy, but it just might work. I know, right? Yeah, I'm serious, dude. This is, it, it would be cool, and to give them the extra day, 
Because, yeah. I mean, everybody's always bitching when they got a Thursday game because it's a short week for them. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, to give them that extra day would help out. Yeah. Uh, but I also wouldn't be surprised, though, if they try to control the weekend basically with a Thursday, Friday, off Saturday, then Sunday, Monday. Because the NFL is all about the almighty dollar. And if they can make more money by having a Friday night game, you bet your sweet bippy they'll do it. Why not? There's there's plenty of teams out there. Oh, yeah, you got 32 teams. You get, you know, you know, team that plays, you know, Thursday. You get two teams on Thursday, then you get two teams on Friday. There's two games right there you don't have to worry about. That leaves you extra room on your Sunday slate. And then you have your Monday night game to close out the week. And this is all good for people, too, that they have, like, teams that they like that they don't get to see very often. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty cool for the Gives whole. Gives you another prime time opportunity for teams. The whole NFL is going to. Mm-hmm. You know, flourish from this, I think. Trust me, if the NFL can find a way to make that work because of the money, they will be doing it. Yes. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't heard anything. There's no reports from Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, nothing like that. But the NFL just did a Monday night football game for the playoffs for the first time ever. And they did so well on it on ABC, which kicked off The Bachelor. Probably piss off a bunch of women, just saying. But I'm just saying, though, if they're going to be willing to do that, don't be surprised if we don't hear at some point down the line, not saying next year, not saying the year after that, they're going to have to get their guys in the financial department to really crunch the numbers and look at it. But don't be surprised. If the money works out the way they like, it means more money and revenue for them, a bigger television deal when the television deals are ready to renew, NFL's going to do it. Don't be shocked. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this for sure. Absolutely. So let's get into some wildcard football games, shall we? Let's do it. So the first game of Super Wildcard Weekend featured the shocking appearance of the Las Vegas Raiders, who made it despite the up-and-down season they had to suffer through, and the upstart Cincinnati Bengals, who many believe overachieved this season. And what we were gifted was a day weary was a day weary Raiders, excuse me, doing everything in their power to slow up a high-powered Bengals offense. Unfortunately for the Raiders, they couldn't capitalize in the red zone by scoring touchdowns and would, all, and would falter 26-19. Some blame a blown call in the second quarter that resulted in a touchdown for the Bengals. The Raiders had a whole nother half to pull out the victory and failed to do so. The Bengals will be headed to Tennessee to face the rested Titans who are expecting King Derrick Henry back. Cooper, your thoughts on this game? Well, you got to know this. The Titans are happy. Mm-hmm. They're getting uh, Derrick Henry back, so there you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, I don't know about you know the Raiders. They can be bought hurt if they want, but like you said, they had a whole nother half to pull out that victory. So mm-hmm. it is what it is, man. Absolutely, it sucks because like I literally thought you know the Raiders were gonna go all the way because their car was just. All year, man, just doing some weird, crazy shit. At the end of games, overtime, all that, he's like, he's like terminated, dude. Ice in his veins or something, man. Yeah, unfortunately, like I said, they couldn't capitalize on opportunities they had in the red zone. Yeah, they had to kick too many field goals rather than scoring touchdowns, and the Bengals just were the better team that day. Yeah. Sometimes that's just how it happens, man. It's, Absolutely. And I don't, I don't care, man. I think it's cool. 
the Bengals finally, you know, after what, what is it, 32 years? Three, yeah, about 32 years that they had not won a playoff game. And they said you can finally text somebody that the playoffs won the Bengal game because the last time they did it, texting wasn't even invented yet. Yeah, that's just crazy. It's unbelievable. All right, so next up, if you're a Patriots hater, Saturday night was a good night for you. <laughs> if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, Saturday night was a great night for you. Oh, yes. The Bills would score a touchdown on seven consecutive drives and never reach fourth down against the New England Patriots' vaunted top-five-ranked defense. Not only that... They have seemed to finally found a good running game, which helped balance their offense to a degree they hadn't had most of the year. They would stomp the Patriots 47-17 to at home. What the hell did we witness? I, I don't think we... I don't think we expected the magnitude of, of touchdowns that we got in this game from one team. Yeah. I thought that it was going to be more close and it was going to be one of them games where it's going to, you know, go down pretty much the wire. But I also knew that, that Jones was just not ready for it. Not ready for it. And uh, I still thought it was going to be a defensive struggle. Yeah. The Bills picked them apart. It was unbelievable. I'm like, if that was the Bills team that had played all year. We're talking about probably an almost undefeated team. But you got to remember, too, it doesn't matter how well you play in the season. If you make it to the playoffs, that's where your best play comes. So, and they did it. Yeah. They did it, man. They so. sure did. That was unbelievable and great watching. Like I said, if you're a Patriots hater, you had a great day. Yes. You had a good baby. day, anyways. And we're some Patriot haters around here. That's right. And speaking of former Patriots, the first Sunday game featured the first NFC matchup of the weekend as the surprising Philadelphia Eagles, surprising because they made the playoffs, went to Tampa Bay to take on the Brady-led Buccaneers. This wasn't even as close as the 31-15 score would indicate. The Buccaneers were up 31-0 before the Eagles scored. And the Eagles would score one more time with just over four minutes left, but as that's as close as it would get. Despite not having both Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, the Buccaneers had a solid run game to balance their offense and did not even appear to break a sweat against the overmatched Eagles. Cooper, your thoughts? I mean, that's the only thing that sucks about the playoffs, especially in the first round. You're going to get a really good team that's going to face a really... Not so good team. Not so good team. I mean, they just barely squeaked by and made it into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, it's it just sucks to to see the Eagles finally get back to some some somewhat of their glory days and come to the playoffs, and it ain't like that. Yeah. I can't see. And this is going to be the one of those games where you can make the argument that you really shouldn't rest your players, even though last week's game really didn't mean anything because you already had your playoff spot. Well, I mean, you already made the playoffs, but at the same time, Jalen Hurts kind of looked a little rusty with that week off. Yeah. So it's one of those games where you kind of kind of have the opposite argument. Yeah, you want have some rest for your players, but you also don't want to come into a game looking rusty as hell. And the Buccaneers did not look rusty, so, at all. Yeah. Because they didn't really 
you know, they didn't because they had they did have actually have something to play for last week. They had an opportunity to get the two seed, which they earned because of the next game. Well, yeah, the next team we're going to talk about who helped them get that from last week. So, so the second game on Sunday featured the next NFC game as the San Francisco 49ers needed to beat the Rams the week before, which they did, which also helped the Buccaneers get the two seed, make it to the playoffs, taking on the Cowboys in Dallas. Dallas was 6-0 against the division, but 6-5 against everyone else, and it showed on Sunday. San Francisco's own miscues are what kept the Cowboys in the game as Jimmy Garoppolo had a terrible interception and a bonehead penalty that nullified a game-sealing fourth-down conversion. you got to let your dude get set before you snap the ball, Jimmy. Come on. That's so stupid. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I just kind of wish Cowboys Stadium would have collapsed and knocked out both teams, but hey, we can't, yeah, <laughs> we can't get that lucky. Luckily, for, though, for the Niners, with 14 seconds left in the game, the Cowboys ran a quarterback draw with no timeouts, and Dak ran probably three to five yards longer than he should have, and the game clock would expire before the ref... Oh, could... but you know they're going to blame this on the ref. And they did. Uh, before and, and the game clock expired before the ref could get uh, could help pace, place the ball and the Cowboys could spike it. Cowboys fans are, of course, up in arms over the ref, costing the game, uh, costing the team a chance at winning. The 49ers will head to Green Bay next week for a showdown with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The only thing he cost them, maybe, maybe, is one more play. I don't even think he cost them that. It's basically their fault for running a draw yeah. with 14 seconds left and no timeout. Yeah, I didn't understand it myself. So. If you had a timeout left, then call the draw because obviously it was going to work and get you really good yardage. Yeah. Then call timeout and it stopped and you don't have to worry about Jack Diddley. You just have to then play your one more play and throw it in the end zone. Though everybody else is like, since you had no timeouts and 14 seconds left, take your two shots into the end zone and maybe you convert one of them instead of having to worry about the referees at all. You're lucky you were even in that opportunity because like we said, a fourth and one quarterback sneak was nullified by Jimmy Garoppolo snapping the ball before his tight or not tight end, his tackle, who I didn't know was allowed to move from one side to the other, apparently, because he was technically, I guess, a tight end at that point. Um, he was snapping the ball before he got back down into a three-point stance, nullified that, and they had to punt. Otherwise, the game was over anyways. Yeah. So you should have been thinking your lucky stars that Jimmy Garoppolo even screwed up like that to give you the opportunity. Poor clock management on your part, not the ref, is what killed you. Agreed. Also, those 14 penalties that you had killed you. And don't even get me started on referees and 14 penalties. You were at home. If you were on the road, I could probably give it to you. But you were at home. That's bullshit. That's on yourself. Bam. Anyways, let's move on to the other game. Let's Sunday. do so the Sunday night game featured the Pittsburgh Steelers with Ben Big Roethlisberger on borrowed time, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Steelers and their fans had to suffer through the Raiders-Chargers game in the previous week as they needed that game not to end in a tie, which almost happened. We were shocked as hell, Yeah, honestly. The defense held Kansas City Chiefs' offense attack in check in the first quarter, and they managed to get two turnovers, and T.J. Watt even returned a fumble for a touchdown and a 7-0 lead. However, Roethlisberger and the offense could not sustain drives long enough for the defense to get adequate rest, 
and the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes began picking apart the Steelers. The Chiefs routed the Steelers and ended Roethlisberger's career at 42-21 and victory. The Chiefs will host the Buffalo Bills next week in a rematch of the AFC Championship game from last year. Uh, a terrible way to go out because your defense tried everything, but unfortunately your, your uh, shotgun slinger just didn't have it in it. Yeah, man. Uh, his, his passing completions were pretty shitty. Yep. Um, it just... It's very sad to see him go out like that, but we knew for a fact that if the defense had to stay on the field that long, mm-hmm. that Mahomes was going to pick it apart. It just, yeah, it is what it is, man. They're a whole nother beast, and they have been for years. And and it's funny how everybody counted them out at the beginning of the year. Oh no, they they had a rough start. Well, guess what? Kansas City's back, so. Kansas City is back and dangerous, and basically, I honestly think, don't get me wrong, Derrick Henry being back is going to help Tennessee, because I think they will beat the Bengals next week, um, for for all intents and purposes. But honestly, I have a hard time seeing the Titans taking care of business over either of the Chiefs or the Bills. Honestly, I have a hard time seeing it. I really just... It's hard for me to believe that. I really think the winner of the Chiefs-Bills is probably more than likely, unless, God forbid, something bad happens to one of their quarterbacks. That should be the team that ends up, excuse me, going on to the Super Bowl and representing the AFC. Because both the way both teams have looked, I feel bad for the Titans, honestly, because don't get me wrong, Derrick Henry's great. But he's basically your entire offense. Yeah, you, you can't you can't leave it all on him. Absolutely not. In the line, that's just not. I know. Not gonna work. And Tannehill's just not that good of a quarterback. God, I, ooh, I'm still mad. I'm still miffed about that. I know. I know. You'll never get over that. No, I won't. Anyways, all right, and finally, the first Monday night playoff game. The Arizona Cardinals took their stellar road record 8-1 into Los Angeles to take on the Rams, but they had won earlier in the year. The Rams and their stout defense that finally showed up and dominated the game were ready for the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. The Rams were putting last week's second-half meltdown against the 49ers behind them as they were getting better, uh, as they were the better team from start to finish. They were all over Murray, and he was not able to play off script, which helps his game normally, and kept him from relative and kept him relatively in check all game long. Things though though did get chippy in the second half, especially between Aaron Donald and some of the offensive linemen of the Cardinals. As the Cardinals did get away with a lot of holding calls, and Donald got tired of it to the point he felt he needed to deal with it personally. The Rams would win 34 to 11, and will travel to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers in a rematch from earlier this year that the Rams won at home as many were shocked by Rams' handling of the Buccaneers in that game in SoFi. Yeah, man. Um, I think with Aaron Donald, dude, uh, I've never seen him get that miffed and angry. So uh, I know. that was that was quite interesting. And it, he had every right, dude. They were holding him. Oh, yeah. And he, it just, after a while, it gets it frustrating. There were so many missed calls, penalties on holding that I was just like, dude, what, what the f- 
you know. Mm-hmm. And they kept calling it on the Rams, and I'm like, but you can't, you, you can't call it on one team and not the other. Like, yeah, the Cardinals got, I think, one holding call called on them the whole game. And there was a time, actually, before the interception we caused on Kyler, where he was in the end zone the previous play, and they held us, which actually should have led to us getting a safety at that point. Yeah. Granted, we got the pick six on the next play, so I was okay with it after that. But I'm just saying, you can't miss blatant holds like that all the time. It's just like, God. And Donald's getting held constantly. Let, let me say this. I understand. Let them play. I understand it's the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I understand it's going to be a little bit dirtier and grittier than what it usually is. Right. But at the same time, when the when the call is blatant, you can see that. Yeah. That shit needs to be called no matter what. Yeah, and one and one of the Rams penalty, holding penalties was a little ticky tacky. It's like you then are not then you should be calling that all the time because they do that all the time in the regular season and the postseason and in preseason they do it dude, all the time. Dude, how about Cam Akers in this game, man? Whew. This guy is back after six months from an Achilles tear. An Achilles tear usually takes a full year to fully recover. And even then... And it's even iffy. then, it's questionable. And he's back after six months. Unbelievable. I can't even believe... I can't even fathom that. And he was beast mode all game long. And... Prayers up to Buda Baker. We're glad you're out of the hospital, bro. Doing good. We love that. Yeah. And I hope he does accept Akers' apology because I know Akers didn't realize what happened to him at that moment and realized he was knocked unconscious at that point when he did the little wave thing as he walked past him. Yeah. He didn't know. And I hope he does forgive Akers. But, man, he should have laid the lumber on Buda Baker, though. Dude, nobody messed with him after that game, or after that. After that, that hit, no, they did not. But I was, well, I was also scared when I saw Stafford running. I'm like, Stafford, you can't do that now. They're gonna try to kill you as revenge for Buddha. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was like, kind of <laughs> crazy, but hey, man, they pulled off the victory. They did very well. I was very, mm-hmm. very proud to watch them, man. Uh, you oh know, yeah. It's, it's going to be a good game against the Buccaneers. I think no matter what happens in this game, yeah. it's going to be close. It is. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. It's going to be in. A, it's going to be war down here in Tampa. It's going to be nuts. I really want to see Stafford get this win, dude. I he do needs too. it. I do too. He yeah. needed that win for sure. Yeah. Against Arizona, he needed that one because he was over and he hit, and he had the longest start to a career. Of most games, including playoff games, without a playoff victory. That just goes to show you that he is a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. That goes to show you that where you are drafted really does matter when it comes to the playoffs, when it comes to Super Bowls, all that crap. Yep. Like, it's so frustrating to see good players go to shitty teams and be like, Sorry, we're losing every week, Trevor Lawrence. Right. So, yeah, you locate it's, it's the same as reality and reality. Location, location, location. Yeah. And when you're in Detroit, or you're now in Jacksonville, because the way they've been playing. Yeah. Just saying, Houston, you got a problem. Anyways, man, but yeah, man. Um, and if I'm the Rams. I'm doing everything I can 
to keep that two-headed monster in the backfield of now Akers and Sony Michelle. Yes. I don't care. Do what you got to do. Make it happen. Because that is going to be a hard stop to do. And I like this. I like this running game because it takes pressure off of, off of you know, Stafford. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, because I notice when he gets a little bit pressured a little too much, he gets, gets a little antsy. So we've seen some plays this year that should not have ever happened. But mm-hmm. um, I think that this is a different Stafford. I think that he is poised. I think he's ready to go. And... Tom Brady better watch out because uh, I, I think Aaron Donald's got his number. I think so, too. All right, so let's go ahead and we'll just run down quick predictions for each game. Cooper, let's start off with Cincinnati, Tennessee. Who you got? I'm going to take Cincinnati. You're going to take Cincinnati in the upset. Interesting. Yep, I'm going to take Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's offense is going to be enough to keep them in the game. I just don't think they're going to have enough defense to slow down Derrick Henry, who's probably going to be running angry. But they're going to keep it. The the offense is going to keep him in the game. And I think that's going to be a close, probably a field goal game. We'll see what happens. We'll see. It's going to be a good game. All right. So let's stay on the AFC side. Chiefs, Bills, who you got? Boy. I'm I'm going to have to say the Chiefs. Taking the Chiefs. I'm going to have to say the Chiefs. I'm only taking the Chiefs, honestly, in this point because it's in Kansas City. I might have picked the Bills if it was in Buffalo Yeah. because of the weather. Could probably play a factor into that. But since it's in Kansas City, the home crowd, the Chiefs kingdom is, Red Kingdom is crazy loud at Arrowhead. And that's going to be the difference, I think, in that ball game. All right, let's bring it back to the NFC. We'll start with the Rams. Buccaneers, who you got? I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking the Rams, too. But, it, again, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. I really think it's so. It's going to be scary to watch. It's but going to, I'm probably going to have at um, least five heart attacks throughout the game. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just hoping Stafford isn't one of the causes of it. Because <laughs> that's what I was afraid about this game against Arizona. It's like, don't be the cause for my heart attack, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't, so I'm okay with it. Um, but, again... Probably a field goal game, um, more than likely. All right, and then so Niners, Packers, who you got? Packers all the way, bro. Uh, I just don't see the Niners pulling this off. Uh, Garoppolo is just, he's on, but he's not, I don't know. I would have picked San Francisco, honestly, in this game if I didn't witness what I'd witness of Jimmy Garoppolo against the Cowboys last week. Can he improve? Absolutely. But I'm just wondering if the pressure is starting to get to him because he knows he's got to do good so that way a good team will want him in the offseason because he's done in San Francisco. We all know that. Trey Lance is going to be quarterback one come next season. Yeah. I'm just wondering if the pressure is starting to get to him because he knows he's gone and he's got to perform and he's got to really prove himself so that way a good team I still like think the, he's a great quarterback oh, and yeah. no matter where he goes he's going to be a good asset but mm-hmm. it's you, you're right he played when he played against Cowboys it was yeah so that's the only reason why I'm picking Green Bay plus it's in Green Bay which I think the weather will help Green Bay in that aspect 
All right, man. So that's our predictions. That's football talk for you. It was a great episode. It was fun, man. Always have, we always have fun on football It's always talk. fun on football talk. So much fun. Love it. I wish we could just talk about it all the time. Right? Just do it every day. I know. Football but they, they, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I can't believe we're in the playoffs already. That's the only thing that sucks. It's sad. It's like it's already almost over. Come on, USFL. Hurry up and start, baby. Right? <laughs> Ready. Let's go. Give me something else to talk about football-wise. Can, can we just, like, make sure you guys stay around, though? Because uh, the love of last two football leagues, they started kind of went kaput real quick. AAF screwed themselves. So. And royal, royally, they screwed themselves. And then um, uh, XFL, honestly, was just a pandemic problem. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was actually quite surprised with the way that went down, how, how they actually you know, played football, and it wasn't, like, some weird WWE-type thing. Because that was my only thing about it. Like, I was excited to see it come back, but the only thing I was worried about was the way they were going to bring it back. Like, were they were they going to do the same old crap they did before, or were they going to actually bring people into the league that actually knew what they were doing? And it looked like they knew what they were doing. So Yeah, absolutely. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see that come back. I can't wait. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Um, USFL, though, this um, this spring, I believe, kick, everything starts war, warming up for USFL in February. I think that's when they start their training camp and all that. So, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to actually see how that goes. I'm happy for more football. I'll take more football. Right. Nothing wrong with more football for me. I love it. Can we just keep it year-round? That's the best way we're going to do it, I guess. Uh, secondary league to the NFL. I'm going to be happy, I guess. <laughs> Just give me more teams. Eight teams is not enough. Right. What kind of league is this? Oh, it's a starter league, my bad. <laughs> but, yeah, it's crazy. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the divisional round and the playoffs next week. Um, just before we go, one minor detail. Raiders fans, you had fired Mike Mayock, um, who was obviously hired by Gruden himself, so... You basically have now almost completely severed ties with the Gruden era, which kind of makes me worried for uh, their interim head coach because, obviously, he was part of the Gruden coaching staff. So, yikes. Yeah, he's probably on the chopping block, too, dude. Probably. Though he did get his interview opportunity today to state his case for him to stay with uh, any assistants who aren't going to be trying to get head coaching jobs if they're going to be available for head coaching jobs. So... All right, man. So that will do it for us. We'll be back again with AEW talk, WWE talk on the horizon, of course, as well. Uh, lots to talk about with wrestling. It's getting great. And yeah. maybe we'll kind of give you guys a heads up on how we're enjoying the show Heels and whether you should watch or not. Oh, yeah, dude. We should. We should give a little review on it because, yeah. It's been crazy so far. It's cool. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll just... We'll see which one we have more time on, and we'll throw it in on that one. All right, so that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's 
Sports Talk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.